Good evening. Hello and welcome to all our participants. And I'd like to welcome you as well, Rajiv. This has been uh, a long, long uh, in due waiting for you to come online for a webinar. And finally, we are here today to talk about styling interiors with drapery. Uh, to begin with, yeah. uh, let me just wish all our participants and uh, our friends uh, Merry Christmas, though it was yesterday. And I know everybody's in the mood to really take a little um, break from the hectic year that it was. Uh, and we are looking forward to the new year. But Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, we begin our uh, webinar today with a little bit of what this webinar is all about. Um, but before that, I just want to remind you uh, discover, this has been brought to you by Discover Design, a series of webinar by GS Institute of Design. Now, um, today we talk with Rajiv Kanwar for uh, styling interiors with drapery, and he's going to give an insight into what this is about. Now, Discover Design was really planned with the idea to bring to our participants a lot of uh, information and knowledge about what design domain is all about. What does it contain? Uh, many times design is seen as a very esoteric practice, uh, something exclusive to people who are probably talented, trained and have, uh, and, and a little bit mysterious for the rest of the, um, the people. But what we want to bring to all the participants is what actually happens in design? What are the things that, what are the functions and practices that work in design? And we bring to you also information about uh, how does this uh, trade or the, or, the, or the business function? What is the requirement of a designer in this? If you're an entrepreneur, how does it help you to look at um, the future in any, in very specific domains? We specifically have been talking a lot about interior spaces and hence today our topic is again on styling with drapery for the interiors. Um, Mr. Rajiv Kanwar is the CEO of Window Passions and he has many, many years of experience as a designer, a product developer and uh, an entrepreneur in this space. He's going to talk to us a lot about what he has experienced and how he has seen that uh, this particular domain grow from something which was very niche, very small, uh, more uh, on a very small level of business to what it has become now, a very important part of interior space. Let me quickly um, inform you a little bit about drapery. Now, drapery is a general word which is referred to cloths or textiles, um, which is uh, used for decorative purpose, such as around windows. And uh, oh, it's, a, it's a base is in Latin called drapus. Now, a lot of this information for me, um, of course, is is something that we use very uh, loosely because we are so familiar with it. But I thought, let me actually go and find out what does what what is for somebody who does not know details of drapery. I think it'll be good to understand a little bit technically what it means. Now, um, in the in the since the early fifteenth century, 
fifth uh, century, sorry, uh, the all the the vases, the Greek vases and the sculptures had uh, very decorative drapes uh, showing the depicting the folds and the patterns, the woven patterns of the fabric, which sort of loosely hung around the body, the human form. And that became a very um, popular and followed style in sculptures and in paintings, which was, uh, uh, which was very, very popular. However, in interior design, drapery also refers exclusively to window treatments. Uh, of course, these draperies are meant to block the sun and the glare of the sun. But also, in, uh, in many ways, these have been treated as some sort of artistic installation or a focal point in a room, in an interior space. Uh, this, this, is the, this is the form which, you know, uh, sort of coordinates the, the colors, the forms, the patterns, and uh, it, it brings together all these coordinates in an interior space. So, uh, so we do think, I do think that this, this little foundation for drapery should now set you in the mood to have this further conversation. And I'm going to invite uh, Rajiv again to give a little background to what, how you came upon this drapery, and, and so much of, with so much of passion. Your your company is called Window Passions, and I'd like to really hear from you. What was the genesis of the Window Passions? Uh, but very quickly, just a minute before we move on. I'd like you, I'd like to inform all our participants. If you have any questions while we are discussing, please put it down in the question and answer box and we will take it up once our conversation is over towards the end of the webinar. So Rajiv, what's the genesis <laughs> of Window Passions? Uh, good evening to everybody and season's greetings. First and foremost, the name which we came up with is window passions because we firmly believe that anything one does in life, you have to do it with passion. Unless and until you have that, it becomes a very stereotype kind of a nine to five job, be it whatever. So when we started it, the first and foremost thing was how do we take the basic to a fashion statement, to a style, because earlier the basic being practicality, like you also said, let me cover the windows to keep the sunlight out or, you know, but then we said, look, when you walk in into a room, what is the first thing that catches your attention? By the sheer size, it is the drapes, mm -hmm. the fabric which is hanging there. You look at the flooring later, you look at the furniture later, but first, what sets the mood, the tone is the sheer magnitude or the impact of the styling of the drapes because they start from the floor or ceiling to the floor. When you do that, it has to be very well coordinated with the entire look and the aesthetics. It is also very important to understand each and every person who's going to be living there. What are their views? What are their likes and dislikes? And then Taylor makes solutions to suit them. When we started this business, which is about 30 years back, there was very limited things which one could do. Mm -hmm. But 
in the last 30 years, the world has really evolved. Draperies have stopped being just draperies. They have become windows coverings with a statement. Right. You right. see, so they reflect your personality, your taste. We have been to houses and very rightly so, if I am fond of a maroon color and it goes with it, I want maroon. Now it is up to us how as a designer, you give the maroon without it overshadowing everything else. So that is where the design inputs and the complete coordination comes into view. Correct. So um, I'd like to involve our participants in this conversation and hence I have uh, a poll question for them. So if it's okay with you. Sure. What so are the first poll question? Okay, uh, curtains, that is another uh, form or, or a product of drapery, add a sense of charm to the interior space by adding aesthetic appeal through properties of its fabric, emitting controlled and filtered light, or both of the above. I'm sorry, I, there's a phone call. I've just disconnected. I lost that question. I couldn't read it okay. properly. Uh, do you see the poll on the screen? That's for the that's for the participants. So don't worry, they will answer the question. Right. And we are going to get a percentage of what most people think. Right. Yes. All right. So the participants, um, I'm waiting for your answer, and let's see what you what you have to say. All right. Um, all the participants have mentioned. Hundred percent people have mentioned that both both of the above. Answers are important to the question. It adds charm to the interior space because it, it's an aesthetic appeal, uh, attributing aesthetic appeal to the property of the fabric through its fabric to the room, to the interior space. And it controls the light, as you mentioned. Um, while, while we are at this, I'm gonna ask you to uh, help us understand uh, what we do read from, I've read from your blog as well, is that there is something called the classic style and the contemporary style in interior drapery. Uh, would you help us understand a bit about it from your point of view? Uh, basically, as I said earlier also, the whole designing fusion, contemporary, traditional, modern, all is dictated by the look of the house, the interiors of the house, the furniture of the house. If, I, if the house has carved furniture, it makes no sense to put straight line things. You have to follow the entire pattern. Then you get into swags if the space allows you. Mm -hmm. And if the rooms are big enough, if the pelmets are broad enough, then you add swags and you add multi-level curtains and you add shears, you add blackouts to it. You have all you have the swags and you have tie backs and then you have a shear. So it a lot of it depends on the kind of look and also what is the view outside. Now, if I am sitting in a living room where I've got a beautiful garden or a farmhouse with a swimming pool, and I've got traditional furniture, carved furniture, I would still put swags. I will put uh, mock curtains on the side, tie them up beautifully with borders or some applications, have shears and have a strong blackout because mm -hmm. when it becomes hot in India, we have almost nine months of summer. So to keep the heat away because it affects the air conditioning, 
we add that and in the evenings you open up the blackout you have the shears which give you a little bit of privacy so no you know and then you have your entire setting now this works both ways it also works in terms of budgets it works in terms of looks and the grandeur of the place right so is there i am sure while you are dealing with so many kinds of clients uh, you know clients who with personal um, interiors as well as the corporate clients looking at hospitality and other uh, public spaces wherever the choice of interior drapes happen do you are you given the full reign to decide what is to be done or do you in some ways have to uh, you know sort of create a little more awareness even amongst the clients about what works better for the interior that has been designed as a professional company we like to give the best possible solutions to the clients then it also tell them what are the various possibilities the budget will all come later but at least we must inform them look a you can motorize it for example if we have put three levels of curtains one is a regular curtain one is a sheer curtain and then you've got a blackout curtain or a blind and you've got a huge window where you've got it in you know three or four partitions now imagine the drudgery for the poor client to go get up pull the cord open one curtain pull the cord open the second curtain and then go to the next window and next window because each house today has at least two to three windows right so therefore we explain to the client that look for convenience and actually better maintenance please we recommend using motorization now motorization comes at different price points you can have number one motors are either run through the automation system or through remote controls mm-hmm. now we also have battery operated so if you do not have an electrical connection one can give you a battery operated motor the advantage is being wherever you sitting in your living room if you're sitting on your sofa you don't have to get up and start pulling the curtains or the blinds then adjusting their levels if you've got roman blinds or roller blinds you're manually doing just imagine you go you pull one then you say okay stop let me go pull the other one. oh it's a little off and on so when we explain these conveniences yes the clients very rightly say hey listen that means i've got to put something like nine motors in this thing mm-hmm. then we say yes nine motors but they all come at different price points so select the one which you are comfortable with there are of course the most expensive one are the lutrons and the silent glisses followed by somfy followed by forest and then people like us we have got our own motors which we have uh, which are made under our uh, agreement and protocols and licenses so there are they're all at different price points so whatever it suits a person we recommend that always it's been very often at first aid the client has said no because we've come when we are exhausted with money you know the interiors the flooring the furniture has taken all the money but 99% of them at the end of before the project is completed opt in for motorization all right i guess um, so we do i am hearing from your explanation a lot of uh, evolution that has happened from simple draped curtains to motorized curtains 
so before we just move on, I have one question. There's another poll waiting for us, but one question before that. So all the trims and the embellishments that happen with these curtains, which have become a major part of how the curtains can be draped, how can they be made to look uh, you know, special, they, they, they almost are installed in, in parts and bits and pieces. How much, uh, can you help us understand the evolution in your experience from the time that you started 30 years ago to now? Do, do you recall the major ways in which this, the, the designs or the styles have evolved over the three decades? Well, there's been quite, quite a change. From earlier when we started, you had just two or three kinds of fabrics. You either mm -hmm. had printed fabrics with mm -hmm. some floral motifs, or you had stripes, or you had planes. Today, you get fabrics with a lot of embellishments on it, you know, with a lot of embroideries in it, a lot of applications. So today, you have thousands of things to choose from where earlier one was limited. Right. And right. then now a plethora of accessories are available to take any kind of fabric and accentuate it in the kind of style or the looks that is required. So earlier, what did you have? You had curtains, which went right to left. Mm -hmm. You had shears, which went right to left. That is it. And you had strings hanging. So you had to pull the strings or you had Roman blinds, which are rectangle or square fabric hanging, plain, simple with, you know, joints at every one foot. Today, the entire thing is revolutionized. You make fabrics with adornments in it. You have, you know, you, we make blinds with different shapes in it. We do different applications onto the fabrics, onto the blinds. So there is a lot. Basically, it is the thinking that you can change a lot. So when you sit down to design, one has to keep experimenting. Right, right. So I, I'm sure a lot of these details would also happen when, as we move ahead. So let's have the next poll question. Uh, this is really for our participants and let's see what you have to say. So, okay. Uh, what do you think is the best kind of material for window shades or blinds in the hotel interior? So this is a hospitality space. And uh, let's see what our panel, uh, what our participants have to say. So we'll just have to wait what they say. It's either fabric, jute, wooden blinds, or for wood. <laughs> Okay, and, and okay, so uh, Rajiv, you can see the four, you can see the four choices our participants have put up. Yes. What is your opinion? I think very right, fabrics, number mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. See, wooden blinds and all can be used in only limited areas because wooden blinds never give you a complete blackout. Mm -hmm. So you can use it in a bar or some other place, depending on what is the mood of that place. But fabric is the most important because any 
guests staying in a hotel would want to have a very comfortable night. Correct. So the fabrics are still very, very precious. And despite a lot of um, material being um, innovated, um, I think the humankind still prefers something soft. Absolutely. Um, so while this is going on, uh, I do believe that, you know, you have made some very fine differences between bespoke, curated and crafted. Uh, will you help us understand where are these applied in the different spaces that you have worked with? I mean, either personal or public. And if you could help us really differentiate between these three. Hello. Hello. Hello, I'll, we lost, I think. Okay. Okay, shall I ask again? No, 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 I, I heard the whole thing. All right. All right. See, as I said, again, <clears throat> it, it's totally dependent on A, the layout of the place. Like if you take, uh, we created almost uh, about 25 years back, a special organza blind for the villases. For the first villas, the Oberoi villas, which was Raj villas. And when we had a meeting with the architects and uh, who had come from overseas, we went through a lot of material and trying to understand how we can give something which is not jumping out, which portrays class and goes with the interiors of the place. So after a lot of work, I think it took us almost six to eight months of uh, sitting in our studio and designing. And that is when we came up with the uh, an organza fabric backed by a chick mm -hmm. as a Roman blind. And from 20 years almost till the latest villas, we are always, that has become a standard type of a thing which goes into each villas. So I, I think I've shared some photographs of villases. So if you were to see it, you would see that it's an organza with a chick lining in it. And it's, it's in every Thing. Then we were doing, uh, it was very interesting. We were doing the Indian High Commission in England and they wanted a lot of uh, Indian elements involved in it. And that's how we, we did, of course, because it's royalty, the Indian High Commission there. We did a lot of swags with a lot of gold beads in it. And the most interesting thing which we did was we got elephants carved, elephant heads carved as tiebacks. So which elephant heads were carved in wood and stuck on the walls from which the tie bags were hung and they held the curtains. Then, then what we did for another client, he was doing his bar and we did an entire embroidered panel starting from the floor going right across his bar with whatever his monograms were. And then we had a second layer behind it so when you open the bar, you did not know. You just saw a stand out there with a monogram and then you press the buttons and the curtains opened and then the bar was there. So, you know, those are a lot of fun things to do. We recently did for a client in uh, Punjab, we did a eight feet by 10 feet uh, wall art and that stands in the center of the window. 
and the curtains go behind that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you press a button, then the curtains come out from behind that wall art and then they go back into that wall art. So there are a lot of curate things which are curated depending mm -hmm. on what the client likes and what the uh, place, whether it can take or not. Right. So I, I would assume that uh, a lot of the, whatever you described in putting the, the whole ensemble together, uh, would you term it as drape ensemble? Because it seems to me it's a complex coming together of, of not only the, the aesthetics, but certain technical and technology being combined to, to bring up a whole system. It, so, is, it is, sorry, sorry, it is fascinating. We have right. used thousands and thousands of beads and made bead curtains. Mm -hmm. We've used feathers and made curtains. We have used uh, tennis balls mm -hmm. and made, curated them and part of the curtains is hanging on the sides of, as trims. So it's really fascinating when you sit down to start designing and curating that stuff is amazing. Sure, true. I can imagine that. So for with, with all this, I'm sure there is a lot of hardware which is involved. Yes. And uh, you talk about quality hardware. So uh, would you help us understand what is this quality hardware? Is it available everywhere or is it really difficult to get the hardware? And Look, why is it so important? Hardware is very important because it is the backbone of your entire design. Mm -hmm. It is like having a Mercedes with a Maruti engine. It'll, it'll never work. It'll never take the load. So there are, right. again, different companies offering different hardware at different mm -hmm. price points. And that is where a designer has to insist to the company which is designing that, I'm sorry, we will not use substandard hardware. In fact, hardware lasts longer than fabrics. Right. Because it's once fitted, it is just moving. The curtains left to right or the blinds up and down, the motors outlast. We have so many times changed the entire thing in the motors, we've used the same motors. So one has to pick up good quality material, good quality hardware, and then install them and not scringe on hardware costs. Absolutely. So that brings us to the budget of the overall interior. And in many times in my experience, uh, we noticed that the overall project really stops at almost the um, furniture. And now with, with such fancy drape ensembles or interior draping, it obviously means that we need to really set aside quite a percentage of the overall budget for drapery, for the mechanisms, for the whole uh, installation. Uh, what is the practice nowadays? Uh, most of the clients and interior designers are very well informed and they inform the clients right in the beginning that look, you need to keep a substantial part of your budget for window coverings, for bed linen, for cushions, for wall art. Because see, what is also interesting thing which is happening is people are getting fed up of paintings and paint, putting paintings and paintings and paintings. So they want different things now. Right. So, 
you know, because I mean, I don't want to go to somebody's house, which is also full of paintings and the next guy's house is full of paintings and third. So I want to have my own identity. So wherever a client wants his own identity, mm -hmm. they talk to the architects, interior designers, they, they come in sync with it. Because see, what has what I would say is one has to broaden the vision. Curtains are not just curtains. It's not just putting a fabric out there to stop the light coming. It is basically our philosophy is we make your view a vision. So whatever view it is, it is a vision that you have created. So that is the fundamental thing. And yes, a lot of times the clients say, well, we've had opportunities occasions where we have turned around and told the client, sorry, if you insist on cutting on hardwares and these costs, we would not be able to undertake the project. Right. You know, there's, there's no point doing something and then regretting it. And then the clients also start learning and they start following in line. Absolutely. So uh, I guess uh, this, is, this is the development um, which is very welcome to all the stakeholders in the interior design domain. Yes. Uh, let's bring in another poll question for our viewers. And uh, yes. So the next poll question is, uh, so what are the points to note while picking the right fabric for your curtains? Now, of course, uh, I guess many of, the participants here. Well, but it's a general question, unless uh, if you have some experience of that, considering the temperature and feel of the fabric according to the climate setup of the room. Uh, so yes, it's a general knowledge question. It is for the experience that you have about the fabric. Deciding on the length and width of the fabric. Uh, this of course is a little more about anybody who's got it made, uh, coordinating the style with your room's decor and all of the above. So oh, many of us have had experience in actually maybe doing up your own little space. Um, so these questions would definitely be. Okay, so uh, uh, Rajiv, anything you'd like to say about this? Look, I, I would say that the temperature is not that important because these days curtains are lined and interlined. So that control factor, what is most important is the fall of the fabric. Mm -hmm. How will that fabric fall? It should not be limp. It should, uh, it should be practical because over a period of time, it should be fully washable or dry cleanable and never ever use silk because once silk gets creases, it is virtually impossible to remove those creases from the curtains. Okay. They are a perpetual problem. And also silk when folded and it comes to you, that crease mark is virtually impossible to get out. So blended fabrics, which fall well, like velvets are very good. Jacquards are very good. Your, uh, there's a host of fabrics which are available, but all compositions with polyester blends in it, they fall very well. Thank you for such a tip. I really hadn't ever thought of silk being such a problem, uh, but 
that's a that's a great insight about the technical technicality of silk uh sometime back you did mention about you know personalizing the in the space and you mentioned that there are ways to do it and just putting up paintings is not the only way so you who's been in this business of window passions have seen many other ways of personalizing it uh what do you think are the key elements that you consider while personalizing with your techniques and your products um and what do you say about the coordination of diff not only the drapes but drapes with upholstery with made ups with bed linen and the furniture see it is again interesting now from room to room now how do you personalize say a living room you take cushions for example in that you do a lot of applications if the client wants his name logo we do that kind of thing sorry then we do throws mm -hmm. the throws have the same insignia somewhere involved we do the bed throws there again all uh, your shams the insignias are there so there are, there are lots and lots of ways of personalizing as personalized linen basically mm -hmm. towels hand towels all are embroidered with the names of the people or the hotels like if you go to any hotel you'll find there either it's a watermark or it's embroidered or it is woven in there so those are the things which today the clients are also wanting their own personalized things and also not only as an ego thing but it's also it avoids people picking it up and walking away we've had very very funny instances there's a client of ours for whom we used to he runs a couple of guest houses mm -hmm. now would you believe the tie backs people used to take it off the curtain and after having food clean their hands with it Oh. or they would take that tie back and wipe it and use it as a shoe cleaner wow so then we the wow. client was fed up and we made several of them and then we put placards that for cleaning the hands open the drawer there are towels there there are napkins there there's a shoe a tree there there is complete gadgets to clean your shoes please and we put photos please do not use these for any of this well that's interesting uh to realize that perhaps is the shape of the tie back which gives them the idea that this could be used for the shoe cleaner so maybe you might have to change the the, the shape of the tie back <laughs> so that's evolution you know you keep doing yeah. things and you keep seeing what the hell is happening so i do want to inform the participants window passions have done many projects in the space of hospitality as well they've done the obroys the vanya villa ranthambore uh, american embassy as well as taj hotels and of course many personal private residences um as you mentioned that uh, your experience with hospitality has been about your customer profile really uh, needed to be informed of many of these places tell us anything about how you feel over the years your clients have evolved or changed in these three decades what do you think our indian customer is evolving into okay going one step back the most exciting project for us was when we did the rashtrapati bhavan 
it mm. was just too fascinating that place and doing things and mm. keeping it classy but understated right and yes the evolution has been tremendous doing you know the indian customer has become very aware the world has shrunk people have started traveling people go and attend fairs a lot of our clients go with us to different fairs to see what are the things out there so today people are very well informed and they want and everything is available on the net you know different kinds of fabrics earlier i mean the blackouts for example blackout roller if you see drive around any multi storied building you'll find just white plasticky looking fabrics hanging all over the place but right. there are companies which are doing such fascinating and interesting patterns and weaves on it that those are the educated customers today who know of it and when we talk to them and they are open to it because people want something different and not the commercial things which they've got fed up with so you got to be 10 steps ahead of times and that's where the international fairs help a lot so while talking of fairs um we of course visit fairs because we want to look at what the future trends would be yes um tell us about this future trends how do you what do you think are the future trends in this segment of the interiors and do you follow trends very closely um to do with maybe just the looks or material and technology help us understand what what does this overall um, you know people who work in who are in this segment of the industry how do they function in the business look i can't say about what others do but i can certainly tell you about how we keep abreast all right we keep abreast is number one technology okay so, you know when you go because see each house each space is dictated by the person who's the inhabitant of it so we would much rather go with that thing make him or her comfortable because it's after all that person who's going to spend the rest of his life or major portion of his life being in that place so we have to customize each and everything it is not one that oh look a new jacquard has come so let's just put that jacquard or velvet all over the place and get it done with no it doesn't work that way it is a mixture of different kinds of fabrics but what are the latest innovations or latest designs available in those fabrics before recommending any fabric we buy the fabric we hang it we stitch it we test it and see how does it fall and if you know fabrics again have a very weird stance some fabrics after stitching elongate and some go up right shrink oh, yeah they shrink and this is without washing it is the tension of the threads which puts it up and down okay so that is another thing so before going and buying something hundreds and meters and doing it we first test it in our own factory and see mm. how it is responding and then recommend it and all these suppliers send us samples lens for us to test it and then you keep a press with technology and the latest gadgetry the latest finials which are coming the rods the motors silent motors noise motors controlled by your automation control even if you don't have automation now the technology is come that you can link it through your wifi 
and you can right. use all of it. So, you know, that is how you have to keep abreast. Right. So, uh, so before we move on to, I wanted to ask you a question about what is going to be the new aesthetics and the new style. I'm going to ask a question to the participants first and let's see whether they have, uh, if this input can, is anywhere close to what the trend could be. Okay, yeah. can we have the next poll question, please? All right. Okay, are balances much in fashion even in 2020? And uh, let's see what the participants have to say. Um, you know, the balances are the decorative drape on the pelmet just in front of the of the of the overall draped curtain is that correct yes that, yes so uh, let's see uh, i'd like the participants to help me understand what you know about it and we'll wait for your answer okay um, do you have a comment on this, Raji? Because I do. I did want to ask you: Where do you think the aesthetics is heading? Is it, is it over the top? Is it, is it very, is it very minimal, or are we doing away with things like valances and too much of decorative uh, elements? Uh, please help us understand this. See, we are slowly and surely going back, doing away from minimal things. The world has had enough of minimal things. Okay. They are moving back into it. Now where valances are concerned today, the houses, if they have coves, mm -hmm. then the channels of the rods go in and you don't get to see the top pleating of the curtain. Where the coves are not there, the valances are still being used. Mm -hmm. They're still being used. Yes, not maybe with swags and swags, but maybe you know, stiff valance, cut to shape, or a straight valance with a nice border at it. Yes, okay. So to cover the pleats, because pleats are not the things to look at. Right. So, yes, and we are surely going back to more decorative stuff. I think in the next, by the end of next year, it'll be back because people have got fed up of minimal stuff. Because right. see, it's impersonal. Absolutely. You see, you've got straight, straight, straight lines. It's very impersonal. Though we, we do a lot of, you know, adornments on it, applications on it to make it personal so that it doesn't look, hey, is this a house or an office that I walked into? Oh, yeah. Between the trend had come, like uh, this Hunter Douglas blinds. Everybody just wanted Hunter Douglas, Hunter Douglas, Hunter Douglas blinds. Till they started realizing, A, Person A, B, C, D, E, F, my entire social circle has the same goddamn Hunter Douglas lines. Where am I? Okay. <laughs> and then am I am I in an office okay. or am I in a house? With the, right. the straight things lack warmth. Right. The house was warm, wants warm. Right. So, uh, so let's show our next slides because uh, I'd like to ask a few questions about uh, what Window Passions is doing, and they have some new developments on these fronts. So help us understand what this is, Rajiv, uh, because sure. these are quite uniquely different. Yes. 
So these are, uh, where, what are these trims? And I can't see anything. I've just got your, you know. Oh, you are not able to see? No, so I just I, say. What I'm showing is your trims. I can't so see. I have this. two visuals of your trims, uh, the one with the button and the one with. I the, can't the, see any of it. The only okay. thing which is coming is JS Institute of Design webinar feedback form. Or maybe there is some interruption in your internet. Um, no, because this is just going up and from the form. I can't manage to get out of it. So, Hi, sir, you would just be able to click on your Zoom, uh, on the Zoom icon, and you'd be able to see the screen. You're actually on your on your um, uh, browser. So if yeah. you just have Zoom installed, if you can just click on that from the bottom uh, bar, you'd be able to see our presentation. Is a problem to Google? No, I'm not getting any link. Uh, oh. So do you see the Zoom icon? It's a blue icon with a white. Um, no, I am actually not seeing it. Pause. Here there's a blue, no, sync paused. No, I'm not getting that. So uh, let's say that you have, uh, these are all the visuals from your trim section or the okay. new development sections. Yeah. Would you help us understand why this thought process of these new developments? and more or less how you went about doing that. Oh, sure. But you know, it would have been better if I could see what mm -hmm. we're doing. So I, I can't seem to have any, you know. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, one sec, let me just see. Yeah, okay. oh, oh, what all is open, one sec. Sorry, just give me a second, please. Yeah, sure, sure. Just trying to. Back to meeting. Yeah, now I can see. Right. Yeah, so these are the ones you're seeing buttons. Yeah. And the other one is pearl embroidery. See, now we, we came up that, like I was telling you, how to personalize a modern room, how to bring warmth to it, how to bring softness to it. Mm -hmm. So that is when we came up with these ideas of trims. Mm -hmm. They are ready-made, available, we distribute it all over. We have large stocks of it. We have something like, I think about a hundred odd options in it on different fabrics, different applications. People now just order it, buy it and get their tailor or their whoever and who just stitches it on and it instantly changes the look and feel of the place. It adds warmth, like you've got a plain cushion, like the one here and if you just add Depending, you know, if you've got traditional things out there, you have this hand embroidery. If it is contemporary, we have this with the buttons out here. Right. So uh, it depends on how the place is and to add warmth to it and personalize it. Right. Uh, Harshita, can you please show the other slides as well? If there's anything you'd like to... Can we have the next slide? Yeah. yeah. See, like here again, if you see right. the, uh, the one which is the body or collection is an embroidered collection. The one on the left is apps, uh, surface application on canvas. Right. So you use it as got, you know, you can use it at the bottom of the blind, you can use it in the curtain, you can use it in the sofa edgings. So a host of applications can be done and instantly you don't need anything, you buy a tape and you put the tape and you iron it and it gets stuck and you're done. 
So that's that's wonderful. That's one way also to look at yeah, uh, do it yourself kind of. Uh, or also you do the designing on limited cost. You do you can buy plain fabrics, buy these borders, attach the borders, and right. it's a personal touch to the whole place. Right. Uh, and one last question on the future trends, and that is about where do you think uh, sustainability finds a place in the kind of work you're doing? How do you intend to build that in? Or do you intend to? See, what do we talk of sustainability? It is very widely used term, but when you go into it, would, how long would you want that curtain to sustain itself and look for it? So, you know, over, over a period of four or five years, you get tired and you want to change it. Right. And people keep talking sustainable fabrics, sustainable this, but I, my question to them is, the, what, what do you mean by sustainable? It is in fabrics and home decor, you, you do furniture that is sustainable, but how do I do sustainability in window dressings? Right. Right. I do think uh, we all, all different industries have their own interpretation of how sustainability can be adopted. Yes. And, and they all have their uh, parameters to consider when they look at sustainability. Correct. And while, and while we have a lot of questions lined up for you, uh, Raji, from our audience, sure. so I'm going to quickly take you there, but one last bit about what do you advise the designers who are, you know, there are a lot of young designers who are part of our, who are participants over here. They would like to understand from you, what, how should they uh, prepare themselves if they are to enter into this field or they want to work in such kind of a domain? Uh, what kind of skills, competencies, knowledge they should have? What would you advise them? Look, first and foremost is to understand the entire place. Look, you would look at that place very differently. I would look at that place very differently, but there are certain set parameters. And those certain set parameters would be, what are the colors of the wall? What is the flooring? What is the furniture? What is the upholstery? Because they all have to go in combination. Right. So that is how you evolve. Now that is your design part, but your design part is half as important or the other important half important point is the practicality. A, do we have the space of what we are planning to do? A lot of times we've had clients who walked in and they'd gone and they say, oh, you know, I got blind spurt. And now when the blinds fold up, my doors don't open. So you've got to go and study, hey, do the doors open inside, outside? How much is the space available on top? If I make a Roman blind, will it fold and stack up there? Or will the client have to raise it every time he wants to open the window or raise it with his hand and do it? So those are details. You have to have to get into details. What are the practicalities? How you can do those things or not? Right. And I'm sure your institute would be teaching them all these things out here. And, you know, the practicality, the location, the site visits are very, very important to understand right. that how we can do it. Understanding if I have a window, 
on an opening which has say four sliding. Now do I do two? Do I do four? Talk to the client that look, if you want four, that means four operations. You want two, that means two operations. So there's a lot of things inter, you have to involve the client, a lot of them into this entire thing, visit site, see practicality, discuss it with your technical team and then do it. Right, so uh, you are saying very clearly, you know, the, the window installation by itself is not just the looks and the aesthetics or the combination of styling. You need to be taking it up as a design project, look at the overall process, look at functionality, look at overall cost. And that is what brings it together in the most satisfactory manner. Absolutely. So meantime, I'm gonna take you to the questions. Uh, because sure. I, I'm in a bit of a hurry now since there are so many questions also lined up. Sure. Um, okay, so a question from Supriya. Are there any fabrics which have very less solar heat gain coefficient? How about the maintenance of the fabric and the motorized hardware that are installed? So it, the question is mainly about the solar heat gain. Look, you normally want to keep the solar heat out because that's what improves the air conditioning. There are certain roller blind fabrics which keep the solar, cut the solar heat off. Otherwise, if you're doing curtains, then you add interlinings, a thick lining to it to keep the heat out. Mm -hmm. So those, those are the things, but in the curtain fabrics or the sheer fabrics, there is no fabric as such, which is, you know, heat resistant or cuts solar heat off. The only availability of that is in uh, roller blind fabrics. Okay. And then you're talking of motorization. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there are various companies are offering various types of motors at different price points. All right. So another question is, how do you ensure that both sides of the window are captured beautifully with drapes, which is of course only on one side, which is inside the room. So how do you look at the drape from the other side? Uh, very, very interesting question. You normally put three levels or two levels of drapes. Mm -hmm. So the first one which you've got inside the room is a curtain which has a white or an off-white lining. And behind that is a sheer curtain. So when you are standing outside the house, the first thing which you notice is the sheer curtain. Now there, are, there have been clients who have wanted, 99% of the clients want the same look from the outside, but there have been clients who want each room to look different from outside. So we've had to use red, blue, green linings at the back of the curtain so that from the Outside, the guy wanted different colors to be visible. And there's nothing wrong. It's his house, his choice. And uh, we as designers have to do what they want. Right. Um, so what is the best way to select draperies based on ease of maintenance? Look, as I said, a blend of fabrics, higher the polyester content, easier it is to maintain because you can put them in for dry cleaning, you can put them in washing machines, you can put them in different things. But if you've got silks, you've got a major issue. Correct. 
and polyesters today blended fabrics fall beautifully and they look very very nice suede for example they look very nice as roman blinds as curtains velvets and that the plenty of fabrics in the market right so uh, so another question is to do with the colors so which are the colors and trend and uh, do you really follow trends uh, which you of course answered but should do, the designers are asking is it wise to really constantly keep up with the trends because it's such a big business and all industries seem to be a part of that well one should always keep up with the trends but like i said it is dictated the colors are dictated by your interiors the furniture the upholsteries and so far in 30 years plus business the colors which i used are you know all earthy colors pages mm-hmm. creams off whites and then they blend in because otherwise if you use maroons and blues and greens they become too much but then if you go to south india there is a distinct preference for maroons and blues mm-hmm. so trend no trend you have to dictate follow makeup dictate follow makeup your own trend shooting the interiors of the house okay i can add little touches to it that is where you can keep up with the fusions like mix a little color give a border give two color borders so those are the kind of design inputs one can do right uh, so one question here uh, again to do with trends is that uh, uh, the designer is asking that the trends seem to change quite often but the curtain draping style itself does not change very much uh so how do we choose curtains that can go along with the changing times there are there's <clears throat> there's very limited and yes now you've got several pleating styles several pleating styles are available in the market there are tapes you can uh, the designer can log on to the net and check curtain tape headings and you will get a lot of them there is ripple fold there's butterfly there is uh, <clears throat> cartridge pleat <clears throat> it all depends now what is the point of doing a cartridge pleat for instance if i've got a coat mm. or i've got a valance on top or a pelmet the pleat will not be visible okay. do i want to show the pleat yes then do a cartridge pleat then i want to put in my design element put in a nice piping around the cartridge pleat put a braid put a little tassel so that is where you evolve when you sit down on the drawing boards and start working on right but if 90% of the houses have pelmets and coves then what is the point of having any different style all you want is the curtain to fall well mm. and right so uh, that brings us to one more question about the difference between uh, any styling or draping styling that you would use in a hotel environment versus a personal home would you have that would you keep that in mind no because today the houses are far more elaborate than the hotels mm-hmm. the hotels 
are going in for simple line curtains and blinds because they've got 300 rooms, 200 rooms. And uh, maybe in a presidential suite or something, they may go a step up, but they basically want to keep the costs down and they want to offer simple things. Well, the Okoys, for example, the business hotels, <clears throat> we've done roller blackout blinds, special fabric roller blackout blinds with sheer curtains. So when you, have, you, know, you want to sleep at night in the afternoon, the roller blackout comes, it doesn't let any light come in. And in the daytime, you still, if you're sitting in the room or having a conference, tea, coffee, meeting somebody, you just have a sheer. Right. But houses are far more elaborate. Oh, so that's the new bit. Um, I'm sure uh, our, our young designers, as you move ahead in your experience, you're going to come across a lot of all this. Yes. Um, there's a very important question about, do you select the material uh, based, which has a relationship with the climate zone? Yes, if you are going to coastal areas, you want very linen fabrics, you know, mm -hmm. and if you are in cold places, you want heavy curtains. So right. it, it certainly plays an important part. Right. And there are many questions related to that, but now I'm going to go on to a very important one, which is to do with, uh, is there a right way to style or drape or style your curtains? Or is it each to his to their own so that you develop your own unique uh, method? What do you suggest? See, the right way is the fullness of the curtain. Okay. Right? It should cover the whole window. That is the most important thing. Then you decide it the way you want to do it. <clears throat> you use three fabrics in it, you use six fabrics. That is totally up to the designer. Right. But the fullness of the place has to be kept in mind. Right. So while this has really been of great interest to us, uh, it's almost, I did not realize myself, though I've been in this field for a while, though not in draping particularly, I realized that draping has become as complex as what draping and clothing has been over the years a fashion statement and right. we, we notice that uh, that similarity in terms of detailing uh, and and functionality being given to interior to the waves as well and to it because that becomes a centerpiece for the room in many ways yes so i do want to thank you for your insight today and for the patients and you know explaining a lot of actually if you look at the the topic of draping it doesn't seem to be like much but as we talk today just the the details as we expanded on it seems to really have given us a lot of understanding of it isn't a lightweight matter anymore no. this is going to be very important in future to come and gives the identity of an interior uh, so I do want to thank you for helping us understand this, Rajiv Kamar, and our students as well today, our students, our participants, the young designers. I do want to let you know, um, Mr. Rajiv is very busy. We, we have really had to really you know, get him to spend some time. And uh, this dur during the Christmas break, 
has been, of course, uh, I, we had to sort of break his Christmas break and bring him onto our webinar. So thank you for that. Thank you, participants. I do want to remind you again, JS Institute of Design is, uh, we are trying very hard to help, help bring this information and knowledge forward to all of you. If you have anything interesting to tell us, you want to know about any particular topics, any particular domain areas, please write to us. And also to let you know, our applications for the term, January terms are on. Uh, you may call us, write to us to find out more about it. Um, our short-term programs also are online. You can find out more about those short terms as well. So thank you for being here. Good to see you. And we hope to see you again on one of the Thursdays. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.